Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there. Welcome to Your Ultimate Life. Uh, this is episode 818, and I'm back again for the third installment with Gary Mahler, a uh, friend, colleague, and wonderful dude. And today we're going to talk about more along the lines of where we were before, but I don't want to spoil it. So, Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be back and have some fun creating impossibility. Yeah, creating impossibility. And I, uh, so you were explaining to me just a little bit. I picked an interesting background, a warrior on a hill that is just one of thousands of pictures that I've created on those AI art sites, but I like this one. And you picked a background with some purpose and thought. And so today I thought we were going to talk about what? We're going to be talking about what is. So we've got, we've got being, we've got what's next from that being. And now we're talking about the actuality of what is the doing part of the being. What are we going to do with all of this being, with this navel gazing, this, this reflection? What are we going to do with that? It's like people think being is just doing nothing. <laughs> well, I hope not, that's because sad. then we all just sort of evaporate into nothing, right? And that's not what well, we're about. And that's why everyone's rushing about to do stuff without the being. And then there's a lot of people doing the being that are just praying to the secret or something that it's going to hand deliver like DoorDash. You know, that's interesting. I, I'm going to repeat that just because I love what you said. It. A lot of people are running around doing, and I lived in that world. And so did you doing without the being and it produces results. Like stuff happens. You create yeah. things, maybe a lot of money, maybe a lot of misery, maybe a lot of both. And you, you then, you know, have the other end where you're going to, do the being and there's a lot of conversation about meditation which i love my first five books were about that a lot of conversation about you know our state of awareness and being fully present and all those things and if that's all in isolation that isn't very much either because there has to be an outfall from that being and i guess that's what not i guess but that's what we're going to talk about we're going to take the principles we talked about last two last two times and Bring them into right, real focus in real life. Yeah, I love that. So where should we start? I'll let you go. Okay, cool. So today is Wednesday. Today's October, whatever it is, I don't even know, 11th. And what's present for me is last week was two of my kids' birthdays. And because of the raucous background and battlefield behind me, my life, uh, I have 10 kids and some of them don't talk to me. And I forgot two birthdays last week that are one day after another. And so nobody said anything, but I had this big, oh, crap, guilt, 
guilt trip for a second about that. And so a funny thing, I just decided when I remembered, which was day before yesterday, or no, Sunday, I guess, to just send these joyful, excited, happy messages. And so I did that. And you know what? Nothing happened. I have no idea where they landed. I just did that thing and expressed invitation and love and said, ah, sorry, I just, I don't know, getting old or whatever, forgot the days. And they went by, zip, and uh, made very light and loving and joy of it. And I don't know where that landed. And this period of, of years for some of lack of communication has been before a really painful place for me because I, my tendency would be to blame myself for all the years of stuff that went on before as an ongoing matter, even though for now more than a decade, life has been completely different. And so on an ongoing basis, just being absolute love and doing everything that makes sense to do in the context of that is a very real being place for me. And the actions that come out of it are love, attempts, uh, good attempts at invitation and communication, most of which are met with silence. And yet, as opposed to what is before, where I would have been really either negative or down or wonder if I should have done something else or have this whole cloud, which then affects my life and what I can do in the present for everybody that is present, people I talk to, this conversation, my wife and other people, would be affected in a in a not productive way because of that rumination. And so the very real and present choice for me is to just be every ounce of love that I can and rest comfortable. And I don't mean inaction comfortable, but comfortable in the in the knowledge that things unfold as they will and as they do, and joyfully patient about the process. You bring up two important aspects. Even in being, the act of how you're being with someone who won't reply or might have some kind of grudge or feeling about you, the act of being what you're doing, sending out an invitation, that's powerful action. The art of being of self-forgiveness and not allowing things to ruminate, that is powerful action. And I'm going to pause it as a possibility that's kind of woo-woo. I practice in the art of remote asking of forgiveness and forgiveness. I bask within as an action when there is something going on between me and someone, sometimes you don't even need to know what's going on. You just walk into a room and you know there's a coldness between two people. You just get that. I would pause it as an action. The act of being love and loving to oneself and that person at the other end, has a power that we can't understand. It's akin to we don't understand really quantum mechanics or how things work, waves or particles, butterfly effect. But even within science, there's some kind of a faith within whatever they're posturizing as the best, from what they know, this is what's going on. And I'm recalled to when I was separate and going through a divorce, I, I was married once before. 
a lot of people might think that's failure. When I tell people in Japan, I'm Batsuichi, that means I was divorced once. They're like, please don't tell me, you should be embarrassed. I'm like, no. But I remember going through that time where for six months we didn't speak and it was really tense. And I came to a place within myself that unless I come to a place of forgiveness and offer forgiveness to her for all the perceived wrongs and asking of forgiveness for everything that she would sense I would do, and I don't know what happened. But the rest of the unfolding of our marriage and everything, something shifted. So within this, these are all the three ways that we're talking about concrete actions from being. 100% love it and totally have had to come to peace with that. When I lived in the place of believing that I was solely responsible and if I had only done this, then all this other stuff would be different. Understanding that, number one, I didn't know that. Anyway, it was for the whole thing was fabrication because I had no idea what would have happened if anything. But two, that the truth that you just articulated is why I wrote the book that I published a year ago. As all my books are from my own thing, I wrote the book, Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power, because it was the way I could express in writing for myself and for someone that wanted to participate in that, both the need, the possibility, and the effect of complete self-forgiveness, which for me was the hardest because I had such a a battlefield of stuff that in retrospect, I look at that and I think, uh, you know, that was me. Twas I, tis not I. And then also complete and absolute forgiveness of many who perceived did whatever it is, just trusting. One, they did whatever they did for whatever reasons they had. They're children of the divine, children of God, moving on their own path. I love them anyway. Beautiful, blessed people trying to have the best life they can like everybody is. And I love them just for breathing and having the effort and the good effects that we had on in life in the moments that were good and trusting also. And this is really important because that one's backward facing. My knowledge, my absolute certainty, and this might be partly informed because I died and had some other experiences, but my absolute certainty and the way I describe it whenever I talk about that is there will come a day. There will come a day. Every day comes a day. I don't know what's going to happen today. That's true, too. But I mean, there will come a day when there will be some changes, some movements that I don't know and cannot foresee at this moment. The way I look at it, today could be that day. It could be. Every day is a day like that for me. 100%. So that's a very real and present thing for me that sometimes is big and sometimes is small because of that last week i forgot those birthdays that was you know one of those larger bumps when it flared oh crap you know that kind of thing when that drama actually non-drama it's no longer a drama what could have been a drama went through my life and that showed up for me so that's there's an example from my life beautiful thank you for sharing that's that's real Right now, real. 
and kids that's pro- prolific and real some don't talk to you that's real like we're not talking about pie in the sky pollyannish things we're talking about the actuality of a life lived the way we lived it you 68 i'm 58 i'll be 68 in december so five minutes from okay. now okay okay yeah because you said you're around where hardison is and he's 68 He's his is August, I'm December. We talked about that. (laughs) Within a life, there are things that we will have done that we won't be too proud of. And that's everybody. To come to peace with what we did within what we knew and how we knew and create from that place, to create like you just described, I did this. Some of my kids don't talk to me. I don't know if these do or don't, the two that you missed it. Maybe they don't. And then this is just one more reason not to talk to you. And you're like, no, I'm going to leave this message. I'm going to allow them to live with what they make of what I did or did not do. That's powerful living. That's love to allow them to be where they're at. And to still leave a message, even when, whoops, what are we going to do with me? I forgot. Just one more thing we can add to their treasure trove of, you know, how messed up I am, the father. That's the reality. That's the reality of life. Being, then coming to a place of actually living the way that you described, that's possibility. Not many people live within that. Not many people live within that. Well, thank you for those thoughts about that. And I hope our, our hope in doing this as a as a broadcast, as a thing that we share with thousands who listen to this every week, is that you'll see something in your life where you can ask yourself the question, maybe what's possible for you? What is a possibility for you with your version of that? Because obviously my story or Gary's story that he will share isn't your life, but it, your life is your life, but there are parallels, possibilities, and principles. Ooh, that's alliterative. Parallels, possibilities, and principles that are constant and consistent through the framework of our beingness. So my background is my story. My background, what you see there, is the Mahler International Coaching Studio. I've had that in my mind for years, to have a place that looks like this, and this is actually a mock-up of what is being built in Vancouver. This is my unit. There's 11 townhomes that are being built. This is mine. They're all unique. This is the one. This is how it will look. I'm inhabiting this thing that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I wanted a place that looks like this with an openness to the outside world. This thing has a 12 foot by 31, 32, 3, 4 foot patio facing south. This thing is has a place where my kids have their own bedrooms on the floor below us. This is everything I could have dreamed of and I really didn't work too hard to make that happen. Much like living in Tokyo, I didn't work hard to make this happen. 
the action that comes from this being that we talk about is in coming to peace with who I am and knowing what I want, all that I do is I take the steps that are in front of me and things appear. I have a place in Vancouver, which technically was my coaching studio. At the beginning of my career, I had a lot of people living in Vancouver who would come and spend time with me. And I love that place. I designed that place. It was my place. I gutted it and I made it mine. I thought I'd never leave. I loved living in downtown Vancouver. And I had the idea that as my kids grew, maybe I would buy the unit next to mine and punch a hole through but that wasn't meant to be. And through things changing in the downtown core of Vancouver became clear, I didn't want to be there anymore. So I started opening my eyes up to possibilities to other areas of Vancouver. And this place is going to be in an area that's seven minutes from downtown by car, 10, 15 by bike. We've got magnificent bike lanes in Vancouver. You can get to downtown, you can get anywhere easy. Within three weeks of opening up our minds and looking at places, this place appeared. And if within four days, we put a deposit down on this. So within that, I needed to do some stuff over the last 15 years so that I'd have money for a deposit. I'd have money to pay for my coach, Steve Hardison. I need to do stuff. So that all involves doing, but it was never really hard was just what is the function of what is next? And this is what I do with my wife every day. I never know what today is for. I knew I would be doing this. I know that I'm going to uh, a medical appointment later today. Other than that, today is creation. And I don't know where I'm going to be, but I know my laptop will be there, my music will be there, and I'll be at some fantastic place in Tokyo all day creating for what's next, thinking about this, thinking about whatever. And at that moment, there are communications that will come into me or I will be sending to people and I'm setting up the stage for people coming. That place is open once a month on a Saturday that I will be with people there while my family will be staying at my parents' house, which is just outside of the city. That's what I want. So I'm all about effortless creation. Not wishful thinking creation, not, oh, this is this. If I pray to the secret, it's going to give me what I want. The being that we've talked into the previous two episodes, it's the hardest work in the world to be with oneself and actually see how we are complicit in our current reality and to forgive ourselves for judging ourselves for that. The act of self-forgiveness and the openness to creating who we are, I am infinite stillness, born of ease and flow. That's a creation that I just inhabit that every day. And from that place, that unique Gary essence, stuff comes out of my mouth. I do things and people resonate and I co-create futures 
with people, either my clients or people that are in my life or salesmen or people that sold me this property. Being without doing is anemic. It's without power. Doing without being is force that creates chaos. I love living in both worlds because I'm a human being loving being a human being connected to something greater than me. And I don't know what that all powerful is. All I know is life wants to extend itself and love is greater than hate. That's my reality. That's my reality every day. I don't know when this place will be ready. It was supposed to be ready August, October. It's October now. Early 2024. I don't know when they'll be ready. All I know is I'm not coming home, that home, Vancouver, until April of next year. And I tell my kids, enjoy every day. Enjoy every day in this home, this home where we live in Tokyo. It's come April. It ain't here anymore. We'll have something else. And we'll love that, but it won't be this. That's how I live my life. It's a created world versus a reported on world. You live in a created world. I have 10 kids. Some don't talk to me. How am I going to be with myself to be with them and allow them the time and space to come to terms with whatever it is they're dealing with and still be in love with myself? That's a created world reported world is a reported on world is a sad sack world. I, I know that world. I used to live in it and mm -hmm. I used to blame it and be angry and frustrated at it. And part of this whole process in no, not only me, but how it affects others. Like you just said, the created world, you know, some people I talk with that about and they're horrified at the ideas and wonder, you know, what else should you be doing? And, 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 it's a created world. And here's the fun part. If you embrace the truth, like every world is created. And you said something a minute ago about being complicit in that creation in the unawares or in denial, but you were still complicit in the creation of the world, whether you want to think so or not. And whoever's listening can get mad about that thought or not. It doesn't matter. We are complicit in the creation of our world. And that's such wonderful news. It's a wonderful truth that I don't create just by understanding it. It's already so. It's wonderful news because I then can create any way I want to. And so you wake up and you go somewhere that makes sense. You may have planned or not planned. You may change those plans. I look at the same, same way you do. I look at my calendar. I wake up. I know already what I'm going to do today, the things that are on calendar like this, a few of them. And then in the rest of the space, I have ideas. But in the morning process, creation process, that all sometimes gets adjusted. Go do this first. Go do that first. And those things just happen. They just sort of roll out and they cause consequences. Today, I sent an email. I didn't know what the answer was going to be to this it was a query i wonder if and then i got an answer and then i can create from that a few days ago there was a 
an exchange with someone else who's starting a learning platform and has asked me to provide some uh, product for them. And I want to, because I love that person and their work, but there was some confusion about whatever. And then some, oh dear, you know, mismatch in expectations kind of thing. And all that needs to be cleaned up. And so not knowing again, what the answer would be, I made a video instead of doing email because I like looking at people, even if they're not there. So I made a video and said all the stuff that I loved what was going on and wanted X, Y, Z. And immediately I got a response that allowed the space to open for creation. And so the idea that you have said and that we talked about with my example, I, I could look you who are watching this in the heart and in the eyes and say, since we are complicit in our creation, grab that opportunity with both hands and with your heart and create speech over. The, the idea that we have a say in what we've created gives us agency over our life. Most people talk about creation as something great, but we're always creating. We just don't like what we're creating and we're not aware of what we're creating. We just don't. And we think it's we're at the effect of everyone else. They're causing me to be upset. It's causing this, whatever it is. If I'm complicit in my reality, I have agency to be different and do different, I have the full power of everything in front of me to work with. It's all I do. All I do in my work with people, what do you want? Most people can't even fathom what they want because they don't think they're worthy or can get it or it's a pipe dream, they'll be disappointed, all the stuff. And all I do is, what is in the way? Now, from what's next, it's not some big epiphany. It's like, what's in the way now? I'm creating a... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask, I love that question. What's in the way now, not this imaginary thing? And you're, I totally see the same thing because I've lived there, not because I, I'm here now and I see something else. You have the ability, infinite creation. You have all the complicit and control for yourself to create your life. And I so understand and agree that you ask people what they want. How it's very difficult most of the time for people to actually answer that question. They'll say something glib or rehearsed or imaginarily extraordinary all both of which don't mean anything something glib is they don't believe it yeah there's no belief i don't don't believe it's possible they won't even go there when i when i died and i had that whole experience after i saw a whole bunch of magical things and i'm not going to take time now to describe that experience but when i saw the infinite possibility of, of all of us, each of us individually. And I was talking to God at the door and I said, since all that's true, why do we settle for crumbs? 
And the, I, I don't know if in the economy of heaven, brevity is a virtue, but the answer was four words, because you don't believe. Don't that's believe, what I thought of when you said it that. It can't happen because I'm not worthy, all of these things. I'm creating a substack of all of my notes for every session that I've had with Hardison. And I think it's, I don't know exactly how many, but I will be putting it out to the public so that they'll be able to see the process of who I was then in 2018 to who I am now. And they're going to see what I brought to my sessions. And you're going to think, how would you spend that amount of money for two hours to talk about your aversion to the um, support dog sitting next to you. Like, why would you spend two hours on that? And it'll be funny. And I will share that. And people will see the journey of self-loathing into self-forgiveness, into loving me, loving you exactly how I show up. And from that place, infinite possibility is created. I want to take that right there and just and and say it is created 100% because self-loathing to self-forgiveness to self-love and that that journey what it does is it dissolves those things the what's in the way is always those things and when you make those journey from I suck because you know fill in the blank all the reasons all that stuff that's in the way dissolves because it's almost never something actual in the way. It is an imagination about some possibility that might be in the way. And when you love and trust and believe and forgive and you allow people to just be including and especially yourself, all that stuff just melts. And so whether it's a service dog or a chihuahua next door that barks, or anything else, it is that, that, it's beautiful. I think that's fabulous. I didn't know you were going to do that. That's cool. This came to me. You're going to write a book with it, sort of a book kind of thing, or is it just going to be a stack of notes or what? All it is is going to be made public, all of my notes. So they're all handwritten, and I'm just putting down, and then within whatever I wrote, I'm also putting commentary from where I am now. Put context, whatever it is, but it will be the complete journey. If someone wants to know what it's like to be with the ultimate coach from 2018 to um, I'm paid up to 2024, end of, I will share all of it. I, I completely agree. Many people are going to look at that and be surprised and say, you mean what you said? You paid this to talk about that. And the power of the dissolving, the dissolving effect of new awareness and perspectives is not, not understood. And so from those places of having this dissolved the, the infinite possibilities and yeah, I wave my arms a lot, but whatever uh, is not, is not understood. And that is the work. 
of 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 a coach you me all of us help people realize who who they really are and what's actually possible to create from that infinite place what's in the way that service dog was in the way of me being the full expression of gary I got to the place, and this is early on with Steve. I get there, and I see this dog, and everyone's, like, doing it. And I'm, like, you know, I'm going to see my coach, and I'm looking, like, this is absurd. And then this woman sits next to me in Economy Plus, and she's over here. There's an empty seat, and this dog is all over me and doing stuff. And I'm, like, just leave me alone. I want to prepare for my session. Guess what I bring to Steve? And he goes, man, that's how you do your whole life. If I like you, I'm open to you. If not, you're a bother. That's not very loving. Not very powerful. We spent two hours with it. I went to my hotel. I stay at the Andes in Scottsdale. I've stayed there all the time, pretty much, when I go to see Steve. After the session, I go. I have a light dinner. I fall asleep because my sessions are so intense. I wake up around 3 a.m., and I relive, I re-embody every session, and I'm with everything that has occurred. I make more notes in my notebook. And by the time I leave, around three or four the next day, I have been 24 hours with, in my sleep and in my active mind, what I went, and I embody that. And every time I come home, flying from Phoenix to Vancouver, my wife knows I'm not the same Gary that left. Never. And from there, there is an action that occurs every two weeks. There are multiple actions that occur that reverberate in my life. That's how Mahler International Coaching Studio is occurring. That's how I just live as a free agent with life. And it guides me through what I want and what it wants. And I put the dude together and there's never an obstacle in my way. I love that. And I love it not because, well, partly because it, Partly because it's absolute truth, partly because of how you express that. And it just, I want to say two things. It resonates so powerfully with a statement from my document, which says, I am that I live fully present in each moment, free, unattached, and loving what is. And that's just the way that I express what you just said, or at least how I heard what you just said. The other thing I want to say is, okay, yippee, Gary and I can sit here and talk about this and he can express all the actions that flow from his embodiment and focused learning from the 24 hours that he spends that he just beautifully described. And the thing that I want to say to those who listen and wonder is that there's nothing interesting about or special about me. I won't be so presumptuous as to say that about Gary. And the reason I say that is the possibility of infinite creation is available to you, whoever you are, 
wherever you are and whatever has happened to you or where you're at right now. And it can start right this minute. And it involves the next choice. It involves what you hear as we, you know, do this conversation. It involves what you believe about this conversation. It involves how you see yourself. it, It belongs in the realm of, do you want that for you in your own way? Yep. That's, that's all it is. Do you want that in some way, shape or form? All that I go from is what I want and what I don't want. And I'm very clear on what I want. And sometimes what I don't want, I want more than what I want to be right, to be angry, to be hateful, to retaliate. All of that's going to create. Everyone says, I want this, I want to be love, but they hate the parts of themselves that aren't loving. Do you want that? That's it. Steve Hardison said once, and I never got it. I always know what people want by what they have. And I'm like, no, but like maybe they want like a million dollar house and they don't have it. Like they they really want that. And what Steve was alluding to is they want more, whatever it is that they're doing in their being that got them to where they are. 100%. Agency or not agency. Agency or not agency. I live in the world of agency. And to me, I don't believe in absolute truth. I don't know what absolute truth is. I have no idea. There's subjective truth to you, me, whatever is going on. Do I believe that love is a higher emotion? Yes. Do I believe that on earth gravity exists from my experience? If I fall off 10 stories, I'm going to die. I got that. (laughs) I don't know about definitive truth. What I'm telling isn't true unless it's true for you and you see a possibility in it but I'm not tied to what I say as being true. I'm just professing my experience and any work I do with someone, I don't have a canned response on how to work with someone. I work with where someone is and who they are in complete love and acceptance. And then from that place, we figure out what they want. And unpacking that, what they want has to get around all that stuff that you just described about Steve's comment of, you know, people, it's the same thing. People say, I had no choice. And what they're really saying is I have an imagined set of consequences that would manifest if I did X, Y, Z. I don't like those more than I don't want this. And therefore I have this story about no choice, which is non-agency, which is not ever true anyway. So I love that. Yeah. So I have a question. And it's by way of getting to to completion, because we're about the time that I keep these at about 30-something minutes. We've had these three conversations. They're delightful. And I'm really excited to have these come out in successive weeks. What do you think we've learned or said or done here in our conversations together. We've provided a space for someone to see something they might not have seen about being 
about what's next from spending time with who we're being, and then the agency in creation. I, I don't know if we've done anything more than that, and I don't think there is anything more than that to do. If someone can hear one thing you said or I said or experience us in whatever way they experience and gives them some insight, some impetus to be different, to see what they're living in a different way and to do something from a different way of being, they're going to see results. Gary, thanks for no, being here with me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Under, I interrupted under, no, you. Oh, I'm under no illusion about anything about us. There's nothing spectacular about me or you other than pretty much we look at ourselves in the mirror and we love what's there no matter what is there. And from that, we live a very free, powerful, enjoyable, prosperous, abundant life. Man, that's all I want for my kids. That's all I want for the world. That's all I want for my wife. That's all I want for whoever I meet. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. You were right. It's been fun. It's always great to be with you. I want you listeners to just do, Gary said, let this wash over you. Listen to maybe all three episodes in succession, accepting what is, deciding what's next, and then owning the agency that you really have. I mean, you're free to live in whatever story you want, but if this conversation has allowed you to ask the question, I wonder what else, I wonder, you know, there's the start because you can create what you want. And that is usually said as an aspirational thing, but it's already true, which we've discussed. So I, again, uh, Gary, any final thoughts before I close this out today? No, it's perfect the way it is. All right, I want you to listen to this over again, if it says anything to you, not to make me happy, but to serve you. I can promise you that if you do, if you open your heart, if you look in the mirror and choose to love who you are, where you are right now, even if you say, well, I'd like to change X, that's fine. Start from love. If you do, you'll be able to move forward and create more of your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stop.